0: So Lord Provost, it seems only yesterday that I was in here congratulating you on being or becoming Lord Provost that very first day and taking the very first photograph, once you had been installed and uh, here we are five years later and it's kind of an unexpected few years later, of course, you haven't been able to do as many things as you might have thought, but uh, give me a, a brief kind of synopsis of your time in office.
1: It's been, it's been a fast five years. It has been a tremendously uh, fast five years, although um, full on. And, and, and I suppose that's one of the things that I hadn't uh, appreciated when uh, I was elected to this position, was just how full on mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's your life for five years. Um, and of course, you've also got to remember the fact that as Lord Provost, you have a, you have a role. Um, but you're also very privileged in Edinburgh as being Lord Lieutenant as well, um, and with the uh, with the level of of royal activity that we have in the city, that that that's a big drain on your. Well, it's not a drain on your time. That's that that's probably the wrong way to put it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's another experience, it's another opportunity. But you're also a ward councillor. People forget that. Yeah. You've still got to do the ward counselling, uh, but but it's been a fantastic five years. You're you're quite right. It, it's it's. It started off as a rush. I remember, you know, within 24 hours of being elected, I was uh, I was at Holyrood Palace doing ceremony of the keys with the Princess Royal. You know, not, and being honest, not having a clue what I was doing and why I was there. <laughs> um, but you know, you, you are on a learning curve, and without the great team that I've had behind me here over those five years, especially in that first 12 months, would have been yeah, it's difficult. really difficult. But in the first two years sort of first full two years of, of doing it, I mean, we were averaging 1,300, 1,350 civic events uh, each year, um, you know, it's, it, was, it was just, it was fantastic, and, and getting to, to meet people and to go places um, that you would never ever have an opportunity uh, to do. Um, then COVID came, and, and that curtailed a lot of the physical activity, but actually didn't diminish the amount of work that we were doing. Um, we went online very quickly. And as I mean, not many people realise that as Lord Provost, you are directly involved either as a trustee or a patron or a chair or equivalent of over 100 different organisations in the city. During normal times, I tried to get out to see as many as I could, but it was difficult just the practicalities of it. Um, going digital for two years allowed me to actually access a lot more organisations than I would normally have done. Um, so although we weren't doing civic visits physically, we were actually contacting a lot of organisations that we'd not been able to reach in the past.
0: So the, some good came out of all that bad?
1: Yeah, well, it, 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 it did. And, you know, in that many ways that was good because doing all the big headline events, doing your tattoo, doing your ceremony of the keys, doing your riding of the marches and the the services at the various churches, mainly St Giles, is fantastic. But actually a key element of the job is getting out into the community and meeting the ordinary people, the people who are doing uh, fantastic work behind, uh, behind the scenes because it goes unnoticed in their own community, people who are dedicated to their own community. And while turning up with the, with, with the bling on, with the chain on, uh, and, and people like yourselves come and take photographs, and you give them the, 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 the fuel of publicity, which is great, actually just having a conversation, even by Teams or Zoom or whatever other platform we were using, and giving them recognition, mm-hmm. um, from an individual point of view, meant just as much to them.
0: Yeah, of course, you, you, you took advantage of... Uh in the, the first um, couple of years of your um, Lord Provostship um, of, of going abroad and going abroad was uh, you know was a big part going to China I yeah. remember uh, hearing from you when you were in China um, by uh, and you know that that's been a big part of your own personal experience
1: no, a- absolutely we've, we've, we've done um, we've done fantastic uh, work with China and I suppose that, 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 I mean, we have we've visited several sites. We, we were building on the work that we had started when I was economy convener of having the uh, the incubator in Shenzhen with the, the incubator that we had down in Leith here as well. And we swapped um, high-tech digital companies, creative companies, which has actually given us a tremendous base uh, to, to, to build on. But, I mean, my, my, my trips to, to China, one of the early ones was to our twin city in Xi'an uh, where we were invited to speak at their economic conference, which was a huge event. I mean, everything in China is huge, the numbers. I think there was 2,500 delegates that we were speaking to. And the UK was the, 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 the sort of country of honour, and so the UK ambassador uh, was there, and there were other UK organisations. But um, So I've looked at it, Midland Engine was there, and the Northern Powerhouse were there, and they got 10 minutes to speak to conference. Edinburgh was, the next, we were Edinburgh and we were given half an hour to speak to conference. They, I mean, so, you know, pe- people perhaps think that the, 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 these twinning events or these visiting events are ceremonial. They're not, especially in overseas countries. Perhaps they are, perhaps our perception of them is a bit more that they are trivial or administrative. Overseas, Ed, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a much maligned statement. We punch so much more above our weight. Um, you know, for Xi'an to give us half an hour to two and a half thousand delegates at this unique conference was phenomenal. Shenzhen, you know, and, and again, you know, we, we, we fell foul, and I better watch about being political here, we fell foul a little bit about our new strategy, economic, international strategy, where we're not allowed to twin. I've never quite understood the logic behind that, but that's our current uh, strategy. It was shenzhen who approached us we want to be associated with you we want to be associated uh, with edinburgh and we've done a lot of work with the, on, on the back of that with edinburgh university with edinburgh airport with napier university heriot watt university and uh, the chambers of commerce so and again what people don't realize especially in places like china is a trade mission can turn up which is fantastic But unless you have somebody who's perceived as being political you don't get the right people turning up Mm -hmm. Um, and while we know in this country that the lord provost is not a political role overseas it is seen as a very important role but china wasn't the only place we went to we we also um, went to our twin cities of florence uh, and to uh, krakow to munich heavily involved with euro cities which we still are despite brexit euro cities are still we still don't, we don't have access to the same funding that we used to have, which is a real shame. But overseas, people see Edinburgh as a prize. They invite us because they see us as an important city to, to come along. And I, was, I, you know, I, had, I had a great time there. It's not all the life of leisure when you get there. You know, you, People forget it. it's hard work. You know, especially if you're going to China, you fly out on a Sunday and you fly back overnight on a Thursday night. And when you're there... It's eight in the morning till eleven o'clock at night. You're on show. Quite nice. But but it's good fun. I have to say it is good fun.
0: And of course, well, you know, I hear you that you've you've lost um, lost some of that, but gained uh, over Zoom. One of the things you were, I know, you were really keen to do was actually get all the councillors back in yeah. for one final council meeting, and that sadly. Uh, wasn't possible just because of the way the um, COVID restrictions or guidance has has run. Um, but it, it it is quite. I've said to somebody quite recently that I think uh, a full council meeting is quite a spectacle in a way, and uh, they 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 laughed at me. But I think it is. I think to have all those people in the one room. Yeah. I think it is a spectacle, but also it holds them to account.
1: Well, absolutely, and. You know, and, and I know there are many colleagues across all parties who, are, who, who think doing it digitally is a better way to do it, but they're not having to manage it. Um, you know, if, you're, if you're running an MS, and, and you know, if I come back in the next term in any shape or form, one of the things I will insist on is, is certain changes. I mean, when I'm chairing full council, I've got 80 people online, and you're trying to manage that. And I do object, and I think it is incredibly rude that people switch their cameras off, because I don't know, as the chair of full council, whether they are listening to debate or whether they are even there. One of the physical benefits is you can see people. Yeah. Um, So even even if you are not participating, and you know,
0: even at full council, people do leave the room, but they only leave the room for one has to hope, uh, you know, (laughs) necessary purposes, and then they come back. They're only out for five or ten minutes. Correct.
1: Um, I mean, there are some people at full council meetings who never switch their camera on for the whole meeting.
0: Yeah, that does seem rather rude.
1: But they'll vote. Mm.
0: But you've managed to get some sort of electronic voting going as
1: well. Yeah, we've got electronic I mean, I I think there's a place for it. Uh, I think the electronic voting is is good. Um, It certainly speeds up from doing roll call votes, which were a nightmare. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and
0: rather boring for the rest of us watching
1: quite boring for the people participating it has to be said as well especially when you knew there was three amendments and you knew you were going to go through four levels of voting and you know where you were ending up to start with but I think that that there is a place I think there's an expectation that actual committee meetings should take place in person I think there's an expectation and I think councillors have a duty to physically attend Mm -hmm. you know I, I, I really do and you know, especially full council, it's one day a month. Yeah, it's not, not onerous. It's not onerous. And, and you know, I I, I think we've we lost out in certain ways about the fact that we don't have people in here now. I I, I certainly bemoan the, the loss of the members' lounge. Mm. Um, you know, when we stopped putting newspapers in there and having coffee, and I know that sounds like a bit of a perk, and it is, but I actually gave an opportunity to have those more relaxed conversations.
0: Yeah, and people from all parties. Absolutely.
1: Uh, because there's no doubt, during the COVID period, we have become more confrontational. And I don't, you know, I've, I've, I mean, that's not me speaking, that's people telling me that, who actually watch us online. Yeah. Saying, you know, I've heard people say to, I've had people say to me, it is not a pleasant experience watching you perform online. Yeah. And so
0: then, that's you know, the lack of the, the human touch, then,
1: isn't it? Or well, it the is. Human presence. Mm. Yeah, and 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 I think you get that when people communicate with email as well. Rather than standing, saying something to somebody's face, people are quite aggressive on email. It's quite raw. Well, you don't do that. Media. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, social media. You can see what happens on, on some social media is where it becomes quite offensive in, in in many instances. Now, I don't think we're that stage in, in council, but I think we have certainly become a lot more confrontational since we don't meet in person.
0: So, looking back then, um, you know, we must have a a high point somewhere and uh, um, perhaps uh, don't know if we want to highlight the low points. Well,
1: I mean, I'll I'll be honest, the the, the one thing that I really regret, the low point for me, was missing the Prince Prince Philip's um, remembrance service in Westminster And, and not just from a personal point of view, but as the only Lord Lieutenant in the whole of the UK. Having been invited to attend because of the Edinburgh connection, not to be able to attend was yeah. was quite a low point, to be honest, because I think it reflected badly on the city.
0: Yeah, and you're not allowed to send anybody in your place, I presume. Absolutely not. Because
1: Absolutely it's a personal not. Appointment. Yeah. Um, so, so that that was, that, that was, a, was a bit of, of, that was a bit that was a bit yeah. of a, a downer to sort of near the end um, to do that. The high uh, the high points. Are, People have asked us, and, and you know it really is quite difficult to pick out one or two different events that mm. to say you know that was that was special or or, or, or that was that 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 was better and um, there's bits I enjoyed more than the rest I mean sailing under the fourth bridge on HMS Queen Elizabeth and I was up in the crow's nest I was right up there um in fact I think I might have shared that video with you uh I think that, so um, and, and the fact that we, we we have loaned, you know, a, a dinner service to the, the captain so that wherever he is in the world doing his diplomatic work, Edinburgh is there. Getting that done. Uh, we're, we're, and, that, and that sounds quite a trivial point, really. Mm. But,
0: you
1: know, it, it is quite difficult to, 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 to bring things out.
0: But it's quite important to have uh, some sort of ceremony. And, you know, there's been all sorts of ceremonies, <laughs> um, all sorts of uh, you know, s- perhaps smaller ceremonies in uh, in the Lady Provost room for somebody winning a British Empire medal, yeah. or um, and then huge things. Uh, you know, like when they when the uh, Queen and uh, the Queen came for the um, actually P- did Prince Philip come as
1: for well? the opening yeah. of Queen's Ferry Crossing? Yeah, yeah, that, yes. that he'd officially yes. retired. But he still came. That was the last event. He was actually the last ever event that he did in public with the with Her Majesty.
0: Fourth of September, two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. So that was very early on, and and of course was uh, you know marking uh, the same day as the fourth road bridge was opened in nineteen sixty four. That's right. Which uh, all of these things that's it's very big. And do, do you do you feel? Um, do you feel on first is she on first name terms with you now, then Lord Provost? No, certainly not. <laughs> no. But, uh, but she must. Uh, you must have some sort of relationship with her. You've met her so many times now, Her Majesty.
1: Yeah, well, maybe maybe half a dozen or eight eight, eight times over the course of the the, mm-hmm. the five years. You've always got to remember that you have to be respectful. There is there is a position. Um, I think what I've learned with all members of the royal family is that they actually do wish to engage with people. Um, most people are dumbstruck when they, they speak to them, and in which case you don't get that in engagement. But they actually, they are genuinely interested to have a conversation mm. and, and, and to, to be able to do that. Um, and, of course,
0: it's, it's famously known that the Princess Royal, for example, loves coming here because of the... Rugby and everything else, but also that she's terribly well versed and briefed beforehand, and I suppose that that is their job to be briefed about yeah. things and know exactly what uh, what situation. Prin- princess
1: working. Rose is ex- ex- exceptional. I mean, uh, y- they're all briefed, and they, they, they all do. Every one of the members of the royal family that I've met ha- are well briefed and understand their brief, but she actually goes above that. To be honest with you, her her, her memory and her knowledge. Of all types of activities is, is quite remarkable, mm-hmm. quite remarkable. Yes. Yeah.
0: So that's uh, that's been uh, kind of a good, well, good connection having the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, yeah, as,
1: uh, we look forward to, to the new, the current Duke of Edinburgh making a visit to Edinburgh. I hope ho- I hope he will do that this year. Yes, that's he hasn't. Prince it's Charles, it's Prince it's Charles, Charles is, is currently the Duke of Edinburgh, and he hasn't visited us yet. It'd be quite good if perhaps during Royal Week mm. uh, he was to to visit as the Duke of Edinburgh.
0: That would be very nice. Um,
1: uh, the festival's yeah. kicking off. We'll hopefully see Prince Prince Edward coming back as the royal patron uh, there. Uh, as you rightly say, the Princess Royal is um,
0: often here. I
1: think. Often here, oh, not, not, not just with the, with the rugby. And I have to say, I, I'm forever grateful that she's the patron of the SRU, um, even though Can it meant working weekends. Board. Worse. Even though it meant working weekends. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you got to sit in the royal
1: box? <laughs> I got to sit in the royal box with my heated seat. That, that is a definite perk, which I will, uh, I will... And that is a true perk, no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, she's Chancellor of the University of Edinburgh. She's patron of a um, significant number of charities um, here. And she's always keen. I mean, I, I, as, as Lord Provost and, and Lord Lieutenant, we, we get asked on a regular basis to put forward charities and organisations for her to meet, uh, and we, we feed a constant stream in, and mm-hmm. she does the vast, vast majority of them.
0: And speaking of charities, you've been very big on um, promoting your own charity, if we can call it that, the One City Trust, which is the city's social exclusion charity, yep. and um, you carried on what started again, I think, under um, Donald Wilson when he was Lord Provost, and held couple of burn suppers which were very well attended which raised thousands of pounds for the charity and that I think has been a very good use of your role.
1: Well I I think yeah absolutely and as you said my predecessor Donald Olson recommenced or commenced the the burn supper and and, and, you know and and it was a great thing for him to do and it was so it was a bit easier to follow that on but you know those burn suppers raised about £25,000 a year uh, which was absolutely fantastic. Although this year it's not all going to um, the One City Trust because we decided to give 50% of it uh, to the Ukrainian uh, Humanitarian Fund. Um, but we've done lots of other uh, activities as well. I mean, over the five years that I've had the stewardship of the, of the charity, we've given, we've given out over £600,000. We've worked really hard with um, developing relationships with uh, the suppliers to the city council so that they're, they, they they put their social uh, benefit through the One City Trust, but we still we have them actively uh, engaged. I, I have to say I've also been incredibly mercenary um, in that if organisations... And we constantly get a, 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 a continual series of requests from organisations, will you open this shop, will you open this organisation? And I, I'm, I'm quite mercenary and, and, and say, are, are you making a donation to the One City Trust? And if the answer is no, then I don't do it. Um, and that's been raising between ten and £12,000 a year, just asking them to do that.
0: Just for your appearance money. <laughs>
1: well, I, well yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and and if I'm being honest, it's events I would probably do anyway because if it's businesses opening or charities opening or, or uh, organisations, the Winter Festival, um, you know, they, they've asked me every year to, to attend their VIP event and to do a speech and to lead the the torchlight procession and you know they have contributed significantly to the charity for the benefit of having that. It'd be wrong if I was doing it for myself but for the charity I say I, I make no bones about it. You know quite happy to.
0: Yes and it's a, it, it's been a very good charity. It goes right down to the heart of communities and gives money when it's really really needed and yeah. it's going to make a difference. I've met a lot of the people um, who who got money from the One yeah. City Trust?
1: And uh, well, I like to think that the One City Trust empowers communities to do what they want to do, you know, because it's coming from the community saying, "If we had some resources, we could do this." You know, it's not us picking and choosing where do we want to be seen to be doing it. It's a case of how you know how can we help communities do work for themselves? And I think some of the best. I mean, I think one of the, one of the best ones, which we actually ended up they got they got shortlisted for an award for Travis Perkins. Was the uh, the community out at um, Wins- uh, Kirkliston, the the housing estate out there, and it was about getting some money to bring a porter cabin in to to get the kids, the young people, you know, off the off the street and give them a centre that was theirs, um, and it wasn't a huge amount of money, but actually, what a massive impact it had.
0: It's mm, very good, very good indeed. So if we. Um have a an election in a few weeks time and uh then uh, you will be giving up the rule of lord yep. Provost. will that be um a huge regret and if and if you're elected then of course we have to ha- imagine that you're going to be re-elected Will walking in the uh the door of uh, of the city chambers and not turning left will that uh, will that become a habit a bit regretful for you
1: I wouldn't say regretful, because it's been an honour to have that position. Um, and so, you know, you, you've got to assume that every Lord Provost brings their own personality and their own preferences and priorities to the the, the, the job. Uh, I've had an opportunity to participate in things, and absolutely fantastic. Time to move on, time for somebody else to come in and to pick it up and make that position their own. Um, will it be strange? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, there's no guarantee I'm going to be elected as yet. All I'm doing is, 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 is standing. Um, so,
0: 142 other people.
1: Well, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've done 10 years, which is probably longer than I had anticipated to. The, I mean, one of the reasons, the reason I am standing is that I have community projects that I really want to, to see finished off. Um, and if I was re-elected, I would be quite happy to be a backbencher and actually just be a ward councillor because although I've done the best I could over the last five years, there's no doubt that you've not devoted the same level of attention to being a ward counsellor because you've had other duties to do. Um, so, yeah, there's a few things I'd like to finish off. But yeah. if they don't, uh, then it's another chapter and we move on and there's plenty of other things to do in life.
0: There sure are. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time today and thank you very much also for all the other times that you've invited us here and uh, it's uh, it's always been a great pleasure
1: been good fun been good fun
0: thank you very much Lord Brothers. thank you so much for listening to the edinburgh report listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now this is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. If you like to know more about that, then email editor at Reporter.co.uk. And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website, reporter.co.uk